0: Welcome to the Education and Technology Podcast, brought to you by MarketScale. I'm your host, Elmer Guardado. Today, we're joined by Daryl Loy, Director of Technology at Good Shepherd Episcopal School, to talk about the misplaced emphasis of technology in the classroom, non-tech professionals trying to keep children away from technology, and the potential classroomless future of education. How are you doing, Daryl?
1: Hey, Elmer, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on.
0: Of course, of course. My pleasure. So, Gerald, can you tell us a little bit about your approach at Good Shepherd in regards to education technology convergence?
1: Good Shepherd has a number of what we call signature programs, and technology is is certainly one of those. Um, I'm excited to be a, be a part of that. Um, we're seeing it um, um, become, I guess, more of a of a mainstay rather than a, a specialty, and that's really something that uh, that's near and dear to me, and and a, an approach I I really like to try to foster. Um, I think too often uh, technology and education is is uh, is tr- treated uh, maybe put up on a pedestal a little bit too much. I, you know, I think it's it's a tool. It's a tool just like a pencil is, just like a, a whiteboard is. So I like to take a bit more uh, of that sort of approach to technology, and I think it makes things uh, smoother in the classroom. Um, I, I hope that the teachers have a more comfortable uh, connection with technology as, as a result. But we, uh, you know, we're really taking um, a more of an experiential approach to education these days. That's one of the things that, that I'm seeing overall in the industry and particularly at Good Shepherd. You know, we're moving away from um, rote uh, memorization and content uh, sort of delivery. Into opportunities for for the the kids to really um, uh, experience uh, education and really get in uh, and dig in with it.
0: Right. So Daryl, can you expand on that a little bit? I like that theory you brought up about whiteboards and pencils just being other pieces of technology. Do you find that there's a misplaced emphasis on how technology is being applied in classrooms?
1: Um. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, technology. Um. It, it, it has since since. I guess education has begun to adopt it. Um, let's see, I'm, I'm 15 years into my career um, in education technology, came out of, of the corporate world and, and telecom in particular. Um, but it, it initially was a, a thing. It was a huge thing and it was, uh, it was a daunting uh, thing. And I really think that's, that's just simply the wrong um, approach. We we certainly don't see that in the corporate world. Uh, you come to work every day, and you you know your boss expects you to to know how to work the computer and the recording devices that you're using to do the podcast today. Um, it really should be no different than uh, than that with the with the teachers. Um, and I think uh, if we misplace that that emphasis, it um, it often leads to anxiety uh, on the teacher's part, which does nobody um, any good. Um, It doesn't do them any good, doesn't do the teacher any good. And it's, I I realize I'm a tech guy and all this stuff sort of comes naturally to me, if you will, but, but I'm not a young kid. Uh, I'm an old guy and and I've learned this stuff and it, uh, it's just, uh, it's just not, um, I think it's just uh, misappropriated uh, or I guess is a misplaced emphasis. Um, It's a tool just like a pencil. It's a tool, just just like a whiteboard. Uh, we don't have five-year strategic plans to learn how to implement a whiteboard in the classroom, right? Um, so I, I really feel like that is um, is part of the misplaced emphasis. And technology changes so quickly, um, you know, I, I, hourly almost. And, and I think the the tech department is is one department that if any department needs to be nimble and agile and not bound to, you know, a document that's been created and mapped out the next five years, you know, it's the technology department that needs to be nimble. Um, so I, I feel like, um, that's sort of, um, one thing that I'd really like to see uh, change in, in the industry and particularly in education technology. It, uh, it just needs to be, it just needs to be part of what we do every day.
0: So with that said, Daryl, what do you think people in positions similar to yours or in the industry overall can do to help ease in teachers who might be a little hesitant into adopting some of this technology?
1: Right. Well, I think it's important um, to focus exactly on why we're doing this to begin with. Um, uh, We we always at Good Shepherd talk about uh, understanding the why behind anything that we do. And with technology, I think um, it's important for our teachers to remember that um, as well. It's important for our administrators to remember that as, as well. It, it's, technology is, is relevant. It, it is a significant part of our students' lives every day. And, you know, it's not going away. It is not a, 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 a trend. It's, it's not a, a fad. It, it's not going away. And I, I like to always share with, with folks that I believe that technology will be far more um, relevant In the lives of your students than it ever will be in any of our lives Uh, simply because you know like i said earlier i'm i'm 56 years old i'm an old guy Um, these kids are going to be dealing with uh, and using and working with and needing to understand technology for the rest of their lives it will be far more uh, relevant
0: to them so then daryl from the other side what do you think students are getting out of this convergence are you seeing any changes in retention or or student investment
1: Oh, absolutely. Uh, it it uh, I have seen technology take a student's engagement level uh, and just shoot it through the roof. Um, when particularly when we first started rolling out um, uh, laptops at uh, previously a number of years ago, the 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 engagement factor was, uh, you know, like I said, off the charts. Um, so I believe certainly that uh, it does engage students. and again, it's part of their lives on a daily basis. so, why wouldn't we um, expect them to be more engaged if we um, adapt and adopt more uh, technology into the regular uh, experience with class? And as I said, we're we're looking at more experiential learning opportunities, but really technology fits right into that as well. It, it's it uh, there are what we call the four Cs in education. It's it's communication, collaboration, creation, and creative thinking and we at Good Shepherd also like to add in curiosity a- and technology really helps us fuel all of those uh, C's. When a student is doing a particular assignment, um, they may need to do some research. They may de- need to do some data analysis, uh, things that they um, in the past could had to do long form on a piece of paper. Now we can build a spreadsheet or a database uh, and really uh, analyze data on a much larger scale. So. Um, there there are, are tons of opportunities to in, in, incorporate um, technology into their, their everyday classroom experience and, again, make it just highly engaged.
0: Right. So, Daryl, I, I was a student not so long ago, and I remember people talking more and more about experiential learning, right? Learning through a, a, a experience-based process. Do you think technology is helping make this new style of teaching more approachable or accessible?
1: Well, we have um, at Good Shepherd, we have our um, Makerspace um, program that we call SPARC. It's an acronym, S P A R Q. It stands for Solving Problems and Asking Real-World Questions. And this is an environment that we've specifically built with uh, a great deal of technology um, um, in mind and a great deal of technology in place. And it really, um, it's a place where students can um, if they've got an idea or they've got a problem that they've noticed and they want to do something about it, we've got the, the equipment and the supplies and the things that they can use to really, uh, go through the design thinking, uh, process and really, uh, um, come up with a, a, a real world solution to, to whatever it is that they're, that they're wanting to learn. Um, and, and that is, uh, everything we use. Uh, we've got everything from 3d printers uh, to uh, laser cutters. We've got a, a green screen room where students can uh, shoot documentary videos. Um, so we really we really try to make those technology tools uh, available to them every day, every class period, every project um, and uh, uh, really dig into that experiential uh, learning opportunity.
0: That's interesting because Daryl I wonder with your unique position where you get to see firsthand how technology is improving the education process does it bug you when you hear people who are still against this technology and education convergence do you have an easy counter for this outdated stance?
1: well unfortunately uh, Elmer it's not um, it's not as outdated as you might think I I have read particularly in the last couple of years more and more articles where, Non-tech and non-education uh, professionals are are suggesting that um, technology should not be uh, a big part of a students' uh, day-to-day experience. And I just honestly believe that is um, misplaced at at best. a lot of these articles tend to um, or or actually they fail to, Um, differentiate between what the students are actually doing with technology you know i wrote a blog post a a a few years ago where i encouraged our parents to make sure they understand that not all screen time is created equal you can't um, judge the time a student spends on a screen or with a piece of technology to create a website or to um uh program a a new piece of software that is completely different than uh, sitting in front of the screen and watching uh, YouTube and cats play patty cake that kind of thing totally different um, um, impacts on on the student Uh, and we know that that mind-numbing you know watching of uh, cat videos is is detrimental absolutely no question about that but what they're doing from a creating perspective, from a collaboration perspective, um, those things are incredibly important, and they trigger completely different parts of their brains. Um, they're they're very important. So I, I really, really, really try to um, to combat that um, that mentality that all screen time is bad. Um, and the other thing is we've we've always heard. You know, you need to find a balance. You need to find a balance between the digital world and the analog world. And um, we were having this conversation among uh, some of my peers on a listserv that I'm a member of. And one of uh, my counterparts shared an amazing bit of insight, in my opinion, um, from, believe it or not, a fifth grade student at his school. And that student pointed out, you know, balance is not something you find. Balance is something you create. It is something we have to work at um, to make sure that our lives stay stay well-balanced. You don't just go out back door and find it.
0: Right. And, and I love what you just said, by the way, about not all screen time being created equal. Because I think that's more relevant today than it's ever been because so many companies are creating software that's specifically targeting children to try and encourage them to critically think and use technology in ways unrelated to entertainment.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, we absolutely, we, we have students every day at Good Shepherd. Um, As I said, they're, they're using screens to, uh, rather than write a book report, which is, you know, so 20th century, um, they're creating documentary videos uh, to talk about a particular topic. They're creating um, websites to delve into in uh, particular topics. And, and yes it's uh it's for a grade in the classroom but you know what it's out on the internet and it's available to everyone and it really gives uh, students a voice that they've really never been able to have before before when 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 my students were well i'm sorry when my kids were younger um they would bring a piece of artwork home and we'd hang it on the refrigerator and that's awesome but that's as far as it got and Today, our kids can hang things on their digital refrigerator and the world can see it and the world can respond to it and, and the world can learn from it. Um, it's, it's just, it's highly engaging.
0: Absolutely. And yeah, we're talking about younger children when we talk about putting a painting on a fridge. But as you get older, some of this digital work could be practically used in the college or job hunting process. Because for example, without some of the digital audio work I did in college, I'm not sure I'd be sitting here talking to you right now. That work helped prove that I could apply what I was learning more than any physical book report or assignment I ever did.
1: Exactly. And we and we go um, a step beyond and we create uh, actively some of the platforms that our students can use um, to store those kinds of, of projects. You know, we set up all of our students pre-K through eighth grade with uh, with a, uh, Google uh, G Suite accounts, because that uh, storage is there, and it's always going to be there. And it's a place where they can really park uh, these kinds of assignments and things that they do that they ultimately want to share um, with folks. They're going to need to share those things when they move into high school from uh, eighth grade at Good Shepherd. They're going to need to share those things when they move into college. Um, So, and from college to career, it, it, these digital tools are, uh, and the resources are 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 re sort of rethinking and redesigning what a what a resume is. You know, now it's as much about um, video and uh, audio work that you do, and websites that you create. Um, and and you instantly you can share those um, with uh, future teachers or future employers, and they can see practical examples of the kind of work that you're capable of doing.
0: Of course, of course. And Daryl, looking looking to the future now, you know the classroom hasn't really seen any changes, at least none dramatic, in the last couple of decades. Do you think technology is what's going to come through and and really create a shakeup? Do you think tech like VR or AR or you know just displays getting better? Do you think that's going to be the push that finally changes the way we approach the classroom?
1: I absolutely do believe that. Um... And just to, to, um, to make a point about how the technology or the classroom has not changed um, over time, when we, when we first began talking about launching a one to one technology program, there was a great article on the cover of Time Magazine, I believe it was. Um, and, and, and this article talked about uh, Rip Van Winkle. And if he had, he had awakened today, at the time it was like 2007, but even today, if he, if he had come awake today, you know, he he would not recognize most of what goes on in the world today. Not you know, he he's been asleep for a hundred years. He didn't know what an airplane is. Um, he doesn't know what a skyscraper is. But the one thing he would recognize a school because it hasn't changed. It really hasn't changed. And and I do think that technology um, will be the the ultimately the impetus for that that change. Um, I think we're already seeing it as you mentioned in, with VR um AR in ar in the classroom um but i'm going to take it a step further and i i honestly believe that uh, schools as we as we know them today simply won't exist in the future um it's not going to start tomorrow not going to start next month even or next year but uh, these technologies like virtual reality and augmented reality they're really going to create um education spaces that can happen anywhere we don't need um, four walls of a classroom. We don't need the hallowed halls of prestigious, you know, educational institutions. We don't need those things. Uh, with these tools um, in place, we can learn and we can teach um, from anywhere, anytime. And I, I, I honestly believe it's at some point in our in our future. Um, hopefully, within my future. Don't know. But uh, school buildings will just will, will just simply not exist. There'll be a completely different way uh, of doing school.
0: That's interesting, because I think another thing that changes like this could help with is making education more accessible, right? There will no longer be any excuses for someone who maybe physically can't get to a classroom or whatever else the reason may be, right? It, this is a cool way to bring education to people and, and make it even more affordable and approachable with how technology is just... Penetrating almost every part of our lives.
1: Absolutely, um, and, and I can give you some practical examples. And you know, I've got I've got two sons. Um, they were with me in my early uh, years at uh, at Fort Worth Academy, in my previous school, and uh, they completely and maybe because they're my kids, but they completely adopted um, the the technology uh, approach to to learning and to learning anywhere, anytime. My, my youngest son had a basketball game. My oldest son sitting in the stands with us had his uh, phone open and was watching a, a medical procedure that was from a class that um, from a MOOC, I believe, that, uh, that MIT was hosting. So he's at the basketball game and he's interacting and he's having a good time with his friends and, and watching, uh, watching his brother, but he's also learning um you know at, at 7 30 at night while he's uh, while he's doing other things um it had a similar similar story with my youngest son we were driving home from school one day and he, he said dad why does the fahrenheit scale start at 32 degrees why isn't it zero and i said well you know what son i have no idea but here's my phone
0: Let's figure it out. Yeah.
1: and by the time we got home, he he completely understood uh, why Mr. Fahrenheit started the scale at, at 32 degrees. In my day, uh, I I might have had that same question when I was going home from school, but I would have no way to 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 figure it out. And then you know, by the time I got home, well, the TV was calling and 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 the you know the TV shows. Uh, batman and those kinds of things back in my day those things were calling me so i would go sit in front of the tv and i'd forget about questions like that that i might have Uh, that right there it just it's that's those are the kinds of things that that are going to change the way we we learn in the future
0: well i agree thank you so much for joining us daryl i appreciate your time immensely
1: hey thank you so much it's been my pleasure
0: thank you for listening to today's podcast if you'd like to find out more or listen to previous episodes, you can go to marketscale.com industries and subscribe to articles, podcasts, and video content for your favorite industries. I'm your host, Elmer Guardado. Have a good day.